value or growth investing strategy which is better growth beats value or value beats growth is value investing dead in india these are the common headlines that you see in the investing space time and again but what exactly is a growth or value investing strategy hi i'm satya suntanam research analyst at the hindu business line in this podcast let's understand what value or growth investment strategy is and how mutual fund investors can pick funds following these themes to answer we have with us mr ajay tyagi executive vice president and fund manager equity of uti mutual fund so let's get started hello ajay uh, thank you so much for joining us today there is always a debate uh, between growth investing and value investing strategies can you tell our uh, listeners the difference between these two in terms of investment strategies uh, risks and returns yeah hi satya uh, thanks for having me on this podcast okay let's just first understand the the big fundamental difference between growth and value i think uh, just to first talk about the similarities before we talk about the differences i think both growth and value styles are targeting to reach the same end objective which is creating wealth for investors so at the end of the tunnel both strategies should lead you to a pot of gold okay. but however the approach and the paths taken by both strategies are different the value style typically looks at businesses which perhaps are already in a mature phase which have had a rich legacy of the past are stable businesses today but the markets are assuming them to be uh worth less than what their intrinsic value is because there seems to be no growth left in them and i think this is where value investors try to figure out uh the intrinsic worth of these businesses versus the price at which they are quoting and if the price is substantially lower than the intrinsic worth it comes out as a very solid uh, value investment a growth okay. strategy on the other side is more about looking at the future potential of a business in terms of how well it can grow what's the kind of cash flows it can create at what rate can these cash flows compound and basically a typical growth investor tries to have a very strong peep into the future in order to forecast and extrapolate for how long can these cash flows continue to compound Okay. when the average investor perhaps would have visibility only for the next 5 years a growth specialist would be able to look into the future beyond these 5 years and therefore determine the intrinsic value of these businesses and okay put the current trading price in context of that and realize that based is the underlying growth the actual value is much higher than the price that's typically what a growth manager does okay now in terms of risk let me just tell you that there are risks on both sides how do we define risk risk is nothing but a loss of capital if you put 100 dollars at work and if your 100 dollars shrink to 80 dollars now that's the quantification of risk a permanent loss of capital is what risk is uh, meant to be in the investment business if you get into a value trap a business which you thought is worth x but wasn't worth x we call them value traps and there is risk in terms of therefore following a value strategy if on the other hand you get into a growth trap which means uh, you thought that the business 
can continue growing at let's say x percent but that growth never transpired you've gotten yourself into a situation wherein you thought that the value is much higher than what the price is but then that value didn't transpire so on both sides you have risks i clearly don't want to uh, you know suggest that one strategy has lower risk than the other in terms of return potential again hand in hand with risk a carefully run value strategy or a carefully run growth strategy both have uh, equal return potentials it just depends on how proficient the person who's running these strategies is at uh, you know uh, running either value or uh, running growth yeah okay understand uh, you started with saying that the objective of these uh, both strategies is nothing but capital appreciation but uh, is there any difference uh, and uh, can growth and value strategies overlap investing strategies overlap can there be a blended strategy yes uh, there can be a blended strategy we call it uh, you know like you said either a blend or some people uh, especially in the mature markets also call it a core strategy which is nothing but a mixture of uh, value plus growth okay now uh, this has another connotation by the way they can be a company which is both value and growth at the same time uh, i am reminded of the it sector maybe about 2 years back or 3 years back when the valuations of the it sector were extremely attractive even a business like infosys was trading at 12 or 13 times price earnings multiple on a one year forward basis yeah. people felt that it has gone x growth technology companies around the world are going to make indian it services companies redundant and all of that was being baked into the valuation and everybody felt uh, that there is no growth left in it equally a growth manager was actually still looking at these it services remaining relevant okay. for decades to come based is the fact that new technology that is going to be innovated would require the support of it services companies as partners to implement these technologies for clients globally so i think at the same point in time uh it was being looked at favorably by value managers equally many growth managers felt that this is just a passing phase and it will come back to its more steady growth numbers of mid teens so uh yeah so i think one can look at the same business the same company both from a value lens or a growth lens at times okay okay understood uh ajay uh, there's a section in the market that believes that value investing is not effective uh, enough lately what are your thoughts on it no i i i actually wouldn't agree with that satya i think uh, enough number of uh, uh, commentators have actually made a statement that he just made i somehow don't agree with it uh, at all yeah i would say okay. that just look at the indian markets over the last 5 years you see i gave you the example of the it industry yeah 3 years back it industry which 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 most people would not call as uh value would call as growth was trading at value like valuations uh hmm. the pharma industry which was a darling of the markets between 2010 to 2016 was languishing for three long years valuations had got punctured significantly uh great businesses like sun pharma and lupin had corrected more than 50 60% uh 
And it's a different thing that 2020, these are the best performing stocks and, and pharma is the best performing sector. So you see, in my opinion, different sectors go through this different cycle of being beaten down, being very attractive in terms of valuation at certain points in time. Mm. And then when the narrative changes, becoming the darling of the market, market loves to call them as growth stocks or momentum stocks and so on. Mm. In the last five years, uh, like is the typical nature of the market, this parcel of growth and value uh, has been passed on among sectors at different points in time. Okay. So you had the pharma companies, which one would have called as growth companies till 2016. And between 2016, they didn't do well. Ideally, a value fund manager would have loved to see the pharma sector going through a huge correction for those three years. Likewise, the IT sector. And today, as we talk, I think the financial sector is going through that uh, huge correction, where ideally a value fund manager would love to own these businesses at almost decade low valuation. So uh, on a broad brush basis, value having not performed at all over the last 10 years, to my mind, is an incorrect statement. Different yeah. sectors have gone through their own bouts of correction, providing huge opportunities for value investors if they were prescient enough to, yeah. uh, to actually uh, look through the fullness of time and uh, identify these opportunities. Okay. Uh, a, a layman in, uh, you know, investor may not know all this. And uh, how should an investor decide which strategy, value or growth uh, suits them? Great. I think, Satya, that's a, uh, that's a very relevant question for the lay investor. I would say, uh, and I'll go back to how I defined value versus growth initially. Both these strategies ultimately are, are, are wanting to lead to that pot of gold uh, towards the end. It's just that they're taking two different approaches. I would say for any investor in order to diversify his or her portfolio, yeah. there should be uh, a couple of growth strategies or growth uh, or, or funds which follow the growth strategy that should be there in the investor's portfolio. Equally, there should be a couple of funds following the value strategy that should be there in the portfolio. This just okay. broadly allows the diversification. Okay. So rather than timing the market and saying, I'll get into growth now and come out of value and possibly, uh, you know, get into value at a later stage. I think that's never the right process that we want our investors to follow. It, it appears as if there is a uh, there is a process behind it which can be replicated time and time again. But actually, okay. uh, it is difficult, if not impossible, to time the market in terms of what themes will do well. And therefore, we never encourage our investors to do that. Value-oriented funds uh, comes with names such as value funds, PE funds, value opportunities, or discovery fund. But many funds following a growth strategy may not be easily identifiable by their name. Ajay, how should investors identify a growth-oriented fund in this mutual fund industry? Yeah, I think this is again a very good question. Uh, I would say this requires a little more effort. Yeah. I think uh, investors have to finally go down in terms of rather just rather than just looking at the name, they have to go down, look at the entire portfolio and then come out with statistics and figures in terms of what's the price earnings multiple of the portfolio, what's the price to book value of the portfolio. Most mm. importantly, what are the growth expectations of the portfolio as a whole? Is it growing faster than uh, the market, slower than the market? That gives you a very good sense. At UTI, we have created a dashboard okay. which basically gives uh, 
these statistics for all of our key strategies, including our growth strategy, our uh, value strategy, and so on. And investors uh, looking at that dashboard can clearly bring out and uh, you know comprehend the differences in terms of PE, price to book value, uh, ROEs, growth, and so on, which okay. gives them a very clear uh, understanding about <clears throat> you know where are these funds positioned and which one is the growth fund and which one is the value fund. My last question is about investment horizon. What investment horizon should investors in value or growth oriented funds should have? No, in fact, Satya, absolutely not. First thing, okay. on a broad brush basis, we advise all of our investors that if you are investing into equities, do give yourself a time horizon of at least three to five years. Uh, a one year or a less than three year time horizon is certainly not the right kind of time horizon for equities as an asset class to uh, give you the right kind of return commensurate to its risks. That's okay. point number one. Yes. If we peel the onion and go further, again, we realize whether it's a value style or a growth style or a blend, this three to five year time frame is agnostic of the style. So uh, we again would advise investors, whether they like uh, our value strategy or our growth strategy to, to be patient enough and hold uh, their fund at least for a three to five year duration. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Satya. Thank you.